I need a day to recover from my day to recover. <laughs> I, I woke up at like 3 o'clock in the morning and just started going to stinking town working because I couldn't stop. So my brain would not shut up. It was highly annoying. <laughs> you know, of course, after I sit there and say, you know, I'm not a workaholic, but I am a workaholic, but I know I'm a workaholic, <laughs> but no, I woke up at like three o'clock in the morning and I couldn't stop thinking about how I wanted a video and what I wanted to make the video because I was originally putting standard business plan together and was writing up the business plan and the SWOT and, you know, investment and portfolio and prospectus and all doing all the normal traditional stuff. And I'm like, you know, and every time that I've ever done these. I intentionally put a weird sentence about a cat inside them because it proves one big thing to me. Mm. And, I, and I've done dozens of these things, dozens of business plans, dozens of perspectives. I mean, dozens. I could probably say over 100 easily, right? But I put a weird sentence about a cat in every single one of them. So you can see if I actually read it? Yeah. And nobody, nobody in 26 years has ever brought up the sentence about the cat that's really weird i feel like i don't okay i don't know if i would be scared or not i feel like i'd be nervous to bring it up like i would because i couldn't imagine putting something but i i don't know i don't have a business <laughs> so i like if i go the way that i want it like in my own on the social media thing then obviously i'll have my own business per se but it mm -hmm. still wouldn't really be a business i'm not selling anything so it's not that's not what it's going to be. But I feel like if I put enough effort and energy into something like a business and then I'm paying someone else to basically put out, uh, like figure out how my business is going to grow and also figure out the marketing for it. I, I really don't know how I would not read the business plan because it just seems like you should want to know what you're supposed to do in said business plan to make it work. So how would you not read it but then i feel like if i did come across a random sentence about a mm -hmm. cat i'd be like making excuses in my head oh probably probably was an accident probably writing something else like i but i i don't know i feel like i'd be nervous to bring it up but i would have read it because i could i just i couldn't imagine not reading a business plan that is so weird yeah well no it's usually but it was usually like a sentence like and as sure as the cat is orange and that was literally the sentence so see i mm. like out of context yeah 100 percent Hundred percent out of context. I'm I, literally, <laughs> literally, it's follow. It, it look, it, it's it general. I'm not even gonna tell you where where it falls in, but it's it falls in somewhere in SWAT, right? And uh, SWAT is strengths, weaknesses. People use opportunities. I call it obstacles um, and threats, right? And so, right in there. So literally, we're talking about just a ton of data and information, analytical information based on you know. Uh, uh, data that we've we've accumulated basically right and so it's like and i just put it in there and, so and never not one not one and i can i sit there and i'm like wonder how much of this i could get away with just flubbing and people don't <laughs> check it but i don't do that and i think that's probably why people don't check it right like somebody just sitting there going oh okay uh uh <laughs> we're just gonna leave it like it is but no uh, elite sports venues, um, Clarion, stinking uh, Kmart, um, yeah, all of them. I did it. Put it in all of them. Every single one I've ever written. That's so weird. Yeah, and so and I did it because 
I wanted to see if somebody was just paying attention to every little thing. Not once, not a single time did anybody ever go, hey, what's this line about the cat? <laughs> not once, you know, or like even just make a, 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 hey, I liked the reference about the cat. Hey, I got the reference about the cat. Something, right? Mm-hmm. None. Not a single thing. Yeah, that's weird. Yep. And with that, <laughs> welcome to the afternoon grind on the, s- the afternoon dive <laughs> on Stupid Podcast on Everything. It is July 5th. I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we talk about everything because everything's stupid. So today we're going to talk about what? A kind of a culmination of quite a few things. Uh, I have some relationship advice things, I have some am I the a-hole things, I have a couple of confessions. Most of it, though, is uh, garnered towards, like, relationships. Although I have one that I very particularly enjoyed that's going to be saved for the end. <laughs> because I it was a good, it was a nice, good, you know, somebody sticking up for, for their own kind of, you know, th- a boundary they set, and it was good. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, we'll, s- let's see, we'll start with a relationship advice and it is pretty short and i i man (laughs) it is titled my 37 female husband 37 male is angry that i need surgery what yeah as the title says my husband and i have been together 15 years house kids the whole lot I need a surgery to repair some nerve and artery damage to my arm or else I'm going to lose the use of that arm and my husband is not happy about it. It's even it's not even about money, public health care, or that he's scared, worried. No, he's pissed because I will need time off of work. We own a company together as equals and he will need to adjust his days to work around our school-aged kids while I recover. He's stomping around and slamming doors like a child, all pissy that his schedule will be affected and won't even talk to me about the surgery. I'm so stressed about this, uh, about his reaction and all the things I'll have to do at home instead of recovery because he said he won't pick up my slack and that I'm just thinking, stuff it, no surgery and just wait till I can't, can't use my arm anymore and at least I'll get funded for uh, funded home help for the housework and kids when that happens and I'll try to adjust it to a new lifestyle. But you would think after this long and building a, this long... Uh, time building a life together he proposed just to ruin his plans or uh wow uh he would have some ability to show me a bit of support it's not like i'm doing this on purpose just to ruin his plans or something right. i'd prefer not to have surgery too but i have kind of grown fond of having two functional arms so good people what advice do you have i think my husband is getting a complete cu next tuesday about this but uh, should i try to be more understanding of the stress he would be under no <laughs> no your husband's a douche. Your husband's yeah, an absolute I'm amazed piece that of you garbage. To the point of all all of this stuff, and this has never like happened before. Right. Because it's really weird. As somebody that does not like random swift changes to a routine, I can understand being flustered by said like you know realizing that everything's going to change drastically for months. Yeah, I can understand him being flustered about it, but I I don't understand just like. I don't know, taking it out on you because that's what he's doing. I I could understand him being upset being like, wow, I'm going to have to do a lot of extra work and I'm going to have to do this and that and the kids. And wow, it's like it's a lot. And I can understand him being flustered about it, but I don't understand him like storming around. Like you said, like a child that doesn't really that's not going to it's not going to change anything. It's not going to make you suddenly not need surgery and it's not going to make any of it any easier for him in the long run. It's just 
going to cause more issues if instead of just sucking it up and which is literally all it is suck it up and take you know what he needs to be able to just basically take it he's got to do it he has to step up this is the time where he's going to prove yes i i like this lifestyle i want to keep this lifestyle you do you know all you need to recover just as long as you don't have issues with me coming home and absolutely bitching about everything i had to deal with like because that's the only mm-hmm. thing that i could understand like in in return is like yeah i'm, I'm gonna you're gonna be my therapist then <laughs> like i'd be like you know what that's fine because you're probably gonna be pretty bored sitting around all the time recovering not having an entire arm to use because you had surgery on it like i can understand but it's just uh, i just don't understand being as childish about it as he is it's really weird how have you guys been together this long and there's never been like any situation like that like that's what i that's my question mm-hmm. has something like this ever happened before because i i really could not i just i couldn't see a situation like this where you're this far into a relationship with him you're married you have kids you have a whole business together and it's never been a problem like Mm -hmm. it's just i don't know it's really weird yeah no no i how long did she say they've been together um 15 years what what level are you at what what where hmm I I just I can't fathom this. I can't. I I I want this to be fake so bad. Like we've read things and I've been like, mm, okay. Mm-hmm. I I feel like this one's not fake, but I really want it to be fake. This is absolutely ridiculous. That that this is this is your brain. This is this is what your brain says. Like just <sighs> okay. Yeah. I just just there's nothing redeeming about your husband right now. He's absolutely. No, no. The only thing that I can say is that even if this is the first time out of nowhere that he's doing something like this, giving you this kind of, you know, attitude for you needing something, then Mm -hmm. plan your future accordingly. Because he's showing you that no matter what, if something happens to you, he's going to throw a hissy fit because he doesn't want to change his lifestyle to accommodate for something that you cannot help. So, yeah. That's that's it. Plan accordingly. This one also, I I think this one is funny because it was one of those first first moment things. I, you know, I was kind of like confused. But as I as I read on, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, This is uh, an am I the a-hole and it's titled, am I the a-hole for asking my family to watch my kid? So right off the bat or ask, what did I say? Am I the a-hole for asking my family no, to watch? No, asking a family to watch my kid. For asking? No. <laughs> if there's you an insistence, so <laughs> if there's an insistence coming in, well, just just because you like to throw these curveballs. No, I just like, pick stories and I read them, and I don't even expect them half the time. Okay. Anyways. Took my four-year-old out for the fourth to a uh, city event where there were activities, food, beer, and fireworks at the end of the night. We lined up for a bungee thing, and it was taking a while. My kid starts playing with another four-year-old that was in line. The other four-year-old was with her mom and dad. I saw a beer stand next to me and asked if, I, if they can watch my daughter in line so we don't lose our place. The dad tells me, you don't want to leave your kid with me, and stuff along the lines of, you should take your kid with you. In my mind, why couldn't they just help me out? Do people not have common courtesy anymore? Well, the beer stand wasn't far, so I tell my four-year-old, 
four-year-old to wait here and if anyone tries anything to run to me we are both in seeing distance of each other i watch her the whole time while getting beer and she is watching me i get back in line with my kid and mutter something about no morals or courtesy Anyway, the line was long and the family decides to leave. We eventually left too because the line was long. Am I the a-hole for asking another family to watch my kid while I could see my kid too? Okay, now it's a yes. See, because because here it is. Listen, we live in a society where, number one, there are predators that are entitled almost everywhere, number one. Number two... We also live in a society where Karens are allowed to run free, right? Where somebody doesn't like what you do or what you say, and they call the cops for nothing, right? You sit there, hey, we just keep an eye on my kid, and it's like, I don't know you. You go walk off, number one, to go get a friggin' beer because you can't wait long enough to be in a damn ride. Um, number two, you come back, and it was like, and come back, and the kid's like, what? They told me to step forward because the line was moving forward. And it's like, and then you go off on me and call the cops and say that I touched your kid inappropriately and I assaulted your. So no, 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 you are the a-hole. Oh my God, you couldn't wait for a beer or get out of line. Wait, wait, count your costs. If somebody says no, they absolutely have the right to say no. If a stranger asked us to watch their kid and we're standing in line at Walmart, you bet your ass I'm going to be like, mm, no, not going to do that. Like not. Well, I'm just going to go over. The That's nice. Sorry, I don't know you. I don't know how crazy you are. You're obviously crazy enough that a beer is more important than your kid. Mm -hmm. Oops. Yeah, I said it. That's exactly what, what your attitude is. So, yeah, you are. You Do you not realize, do you not watch videos? Do you not see what level of insanity we have going on in the world right now? I don't like leaving my house right now because crazy, stupid, entitled people who are just a whole level of psycho I never want to deal with are allowed to roam free. So, yeah. Anyway, what do you want to add to that? No, I just, I literally, at the beginning, I was kind of like, okay, like, this seems pretty normal. And, like, I can understand, I, I can understand small town mentality, on this like mm -hmm. if we had some kind of little like a little like their school had some little thing that they put on and they invited a bunch of people and you know anybody was free to come and blah 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 and they had a couple of games set up and things as like a fundraiser and like oh hey yeah can you you know watch my kid real quick and go grab this thing come back i can i can understand thinking that that's a normal thing to do be especially because you know the four-year-old was already playing with the kid of another family I can understand asking, so I don't think, like you said, asking doesn't make you the a-hole. It's coming back with the, the, you know, the entitled attitude, and on top of that, what you were leaving for was mm -hmm. definitely not that important. Yeah. So I don't understand. Like I said, like I started off being like, yeah, that doesn't seem like that big of a thing. Oh, oh, wait a second. No, <laughs> why did you, why did you feel the need to come back and mumble under your breath about morals and things? Like, no, mm -hmm. that was dumb. You cannot be sitting here trying to talk about morals when you couldn't just stand in line for your daughter to go on this ride or whatever because you needed a beer that badly. I'm sorry. That's that sounds like that's a moral issue on your part already. Yep. So, yeah, it just I just didn't understand that. Why of all the things you could have been leaving a line for? Uh, yeah, you're definitely entitled. You are entitled thinking that another family just because, you know, they're in line, too. And they also have a kid needs to watch your kid because you need a beer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just ugh, OK. Anyways, this one 
is actually an unpopular opinion, again, uh, around relationships. It is titled, Relationships are Transactional, and I don't understand why it's considered cold or sociopathic to admit that. All adult relationships are transactional. For example, you are friends with me because I provide you companionship, companionship, comfort, and entertainment. I am friends with you because you, in turn, are providing me with those same things. If you aren't there for me during hard times, say rude things, or are absent instead of supporting me, never make time for me, or you are not providing me with friendship and the relationship should and will end. And why is that wrong to admit? We people talk about sociopaths or narcissists, uh... One of the traits discussed is how they view relationships as transactional, but they are. I keep people in my life because they add value, and if they don't add value to my life, why would I maintain a relationship with them? Nobody wants to stay in a relationship that does nothing but drain them and make them miserable with nothing in return, and it's widely accepted to end a friendship or romantic relationship because that person is no longer adding anything positive to your life. We know that being completely selfless and a people pleaser isn't healthy, so why is admitting openly that participating in relationships is self-serving or wrong? It's true. We want relationships because of what they can provide for us. The only exception to this is the parent-child relationship because the child did not choose to enter the relationship and before, and therefore owes the parent nothing, which is why I believe there's so much bad parenting because parents try to treat their relationship with their child as an adult transactional relationship. And then uh, they edited to add, I find it funny that people are responding with speeches on how I'm wrong and the relationships are give and take. That's my point. Many have asked if I would ditch friends if they were sick or depressed. And no, I would not. If they were there for me during my worst times as well. That's the transaction I'm talking about. You give something to get something. Too many people have the unhealthy mindset of I don't owe anyone anything where they never return the kindness their friends show. On the other hand, there's too many people pleasers who, uh, who gave too much to their friendship and get nothing back. Back. So what's the healthy balance? A transactional relationship where both people give and take relatively equally. I'm sorry, but you if you claim that love is unconditional, you are lying to yourself. Ask yourself these questions. One, if they murdered my mom, would I stay with them? Two, if they abused me, would I stay with them? Three, if they hit my children, would I stay with them? Hopefully the answer is no, which means that you can acknowledge that healthy adult love is conditional. Now ask yourself these questions. One, you're married and doing all the housework, all the childcare. There's no intimacy and you work full time. You've talked with your partner and nothing changes. Do you stay with them? Two, you're friend never invites you to anything is there is never there for you in tough times and generally ignores you do you still want to be friends with them most likely once again the answer will be no because even though these people aren't evil they aren't adding anything of value to your lives and the relationship is not worth your energy and time so you acknowledge that you are gaining nothing from the transaction that is your relationship see my point yet and that's it yeah all relationships are transactional and they they always have been and it's I, we've said it before. Relationships are either symbiotic or they're parasitic. There's no two other two ways about it. And everything in the world and everything in the universe and physics and everything, everything is either, you know, balanced or imbalanced. Mm-hmm. Like for us, you know, our relationship is symbiotic, right? We, I, I, I do so much <laughs> and it's like, and you do so much and we try everything that we can to be in that balance. My kids, on the other hand, it's a parasitic relationship. And it's a parasitic relationship that I've come to accept because they're not able to give that kind of balance back, right? Mm-hmm. Lily is never is not going to be like going out and getting a job next week to go ahead and pay for our bills. Tabby is not going to be running around doing all the errands and things that need to be done. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. But a relationship is, you know, a balance. And for some people, it's like, look, you, a relationship's never going to be an equal balance. But it's never about an equal balance, right? Because my brain 
may be worth more than your brawn or vice versa. My skill may be worth more than your, you know, what you're bringing to the table, but it's still fine for us, right? Mm -hmm. It's a level, it's a matter of what's healthy for you and all relationships are different. So it's a matter of what's healthy for what relationship and everything like that. I don't think that's an unpopular opinion. I think that's somebody saying something that should come to me as like common sense. And I feel like it, it is, but people don't like talking about it because we have associated that with sociopathy and uh, narcissists because mm-hmm. we don't like the way it sounds. Because that's just, that's a lot of things right now in the world is we don't talk about it because we don't like the way that it sounds. We don't want to come across as something that we're not, so we just change it or come up with random words for it which is like you know you talk about all the time how about how you hate the word gaslighting because it's just manipulation it's mm-hmm. just a subsection that people decided to come up with a word with and it's just manipulation and I, I get that so it's just the same thing i i don't understand why we do things like that like yeah the relationships are transactional they're not only transactional mm-hmm. i think that's where i disagree is that yes the if you it the problem comes to me when you keep tally on all of those things. Because if you're the kind of person that's like, oh, I'm not going to do these things because you didn't do this for me before and blah, 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 and this and that. So I'm going to, you know, remember that little thing and then I'm going to hold it against you next time. And like those are that's when it becomes more along the lines of, well, no, you're being a narcissist because now you're holding everything, anything and everything I've ever said, done or anything for you as, you know, that's it. That's word because you remember every last little thing. And I can understand that. But I think if it if you've been in a friendship, relationship, whatever, long enough with said person mm-hmm. that you start keeping track because of how little you're getting back in return, that's it's at that point I can understand it because you're trying to point it out. So yeah, there there's a lot of like I understand what OP is saying and I don't think it's an unpopular opinion either. I just don't think people like to talk about it as it being transactional because they don't like the way it sounds because it makes it seem like, you know, we're just goods and not mm-hmm. people. So, I don't know. I think it's easy to take things down and amount them to simplicities like that, but again, people don't like doing that because it's all well, you're human. You can't talk about it like that, which I just I don't get it because yeah, I'm because like, because yeah, people we're don't also like to animals. admit that we're basic. People yeah. don't like to admit that, look, if you don't think you're basic, and then, okay, I want you to go without one of the three primals, right? I want you to go through life being a normal person without eating. I want you to go through life being a normal person without sleeping. I want you to go go through life without being a, you know, being a normal person with, without procreating or anything, you know, resembling procreating, right? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Do that. Show me that you're not an animal. Guess what? You're going to fail. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, okay. <laughs> What's next? Um, this one is a relationship advice. It is titled, My 35 female husband, 43 male, just walked off to the gym without saying anything to me when I asked him to look after the two-year-old while I can have my dinner for 10 minutes. I don't know where to go and cry. My husband goes to the gym every evening for two to three hours. Mostly the two-year-old is playful till I get her to sleep. Today, she was very tired and crying the whole evening. Thankfully, I had prepared dinner before, uh, before she had gotten home. 
After she was fed, I started having my dinner, but she was crying a lot, so I nicely asked my husband to look after her while I have dinner. He didn't respond, so I had to ask a few times. Then I saw he was wearing his gym shoes, and in his mind, and in my mind, I thought, oh, he's on the way- his way out. But he didn't say anything, so I thought that he was just taking his shoes off to look after her for like 10 to 15 minutes, time I needed to finish my dinner. I waited like for like five minutes before asking the older one to check in the room if he was ready to pick up the younger one, but he was gone. Just like that. Not a single word and slipped out of the house. While I knew to expect that still, I feel very sad. I want to cry hysterically, but there is no shoulder to lean on to. I don't want to cry in front of my kids or the visiting friend either. What options do I have? Okay. There's there's something weird in this. Just He didn't even acknowledge her, acknowledge that she asked a question or anything of the sort. Like, it wasn't a conversation at all. Nope. And he always goes to the gym for two to three hours every night around the same time, right? Yeah, that's, that's what that's what she's saying. Yeah, I I just gotta ask, did she even look to see if like he had AirPods in or something? Because it sounds like like you know, hey, he's getting himself ramped up. He's going to the gym. He's I I mean I get that. And if I have my AirPods on, you guys have done it to me, where you'll talk to me and I have my AirPods on and I don't hear you, you know, or I'm not even in a zone and I I don't hear. You. It just sounds. I don't know. She knows that he's going to be gone. She emphasizes that she asked him nicely, so she wasn't loud. She wasn't in his face. She didn't get any kind of acknowledgement from him at all. Something just seems weird, you know? As far as where to cry, cry. I mean, your kids are crying. Your kids cry in front of you. It's okay to cry. It's okay to cry in front of your kids. But something else seems just weird on this. I, I don't know. Well, uh, a lot of people in the comments are saying that they looked at her post history mm-hmm. and that he's uh, it's like your post from 279 days ago said he was verbally abusing you and shoving you. I'm sorry, but he's never going to get any better kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Basically saying that she's already a single mother. And that's possible, too. It may very well be that your relationship is just checked out and that's it. And it's like, I'm going to go do my thing and I'm not going to hear it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, there's just something something is is missing on it. So, weird. Okay. Uh this one is t- this one this one I thought was funny because all I could see was Lily when I was reading this one is an am I the a-hole? It is titled Am I the a- the a-hole for putting my feet on the seat in the car and suggesting my brother-in-law walk if he had a problem. I was wearing high heels all day, so my feet were killing me by the time we were driving home, so I took my shoes off and sat cross-legged on my seat. My feet weren't touching anybody, but my brother-in-law was sitting next to me and turned it into a big deal because apparently my feet are so gross to him. He told me to put my feet down and put my shoes on. I refused, so he claimed my feet stunk, which was a blatant lie. He did eventually back down on me putting my shoes back on, but he still said he wanted me to take my feet off of the seat. Nobody else had an issue with how I was sitting, and it wasn't my brother-in-law's car, so I got annoyed and told him to walk if he had a problem, since I felt like he was just trying to embarrass me at that point. I think he got angry because I told him to walk, uh, I think he got angry because I told him to walk, because he started arguing with me even more and was getting louder and louder about it, too. It got to the point where my husband and mother-in-law told him to shut up about it. Am I the a-hole? No. No. He's one of those people. He sounds like one of those people that is like, I'm, I'm going to get my way and I'm going to argue until I get my way type situations. No, you're not the a-hole. You know what? I, I wish your feet did stink. <laughs> but obviously nobody else is, you know, 
nobody else had a problem with it. So, and nobody else had a problem with you telling him to walk. And it wasn't his, it wasn't his car. See, I was going to say, the only thing I would give grace wise would be if it was his car, you were in it. And he's like, Hey, you look, I don't want to see your feet, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. It's your car. That's fine. I have to honor it because it's your car or I could walk type situation. But no, shut up. He's a little, little prick. Little little absolute prick. I disagree. Ah, I, I just if if he asked nicely the first time, like, can you please get your feet away from me, kind of thing? Because he's, she said that he stopped wanting her to put her feet back in her shoes. Was just like, can you just like put them down? I can understand. I, it, it's kind of (laughs) gross. She's been walking in her heels all day. They get into the car. They're just driving home. And can you just? put your feet down like it's it's just i don't want your feet near me that's i feel like a perfectly valid thing to ask of somebody and she's being kind of bratty about it like, what doesn't even matter so i mean your car kind of thing and arguing with him about it mm-hmm. and then pulled the oh if you don't like it so much you could just walk it's like bro i literally just want you to put your feet down that's all i'm asking <laughs> like i can understand his point of view i think both of them are just childish because yeah. they got to the point where they argue so much that everybody else is like oh my god just shut up like <laughs> it was one of those that they're not i feel like the there's a level of childish entitlement in it like it's just like <laughs> Oh, 100%. It seems like 100%. It's funny to me that it's like, oh, yeah, my husband. And it's like, whoa, you're old enough that this is like, I feel like you guys have to be like 12. Like, you cannot be telling me right now that you're arguing about this and you have a whole husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you're a grown adult. Like, have a little bit of manners. You're in a tightly enclosed space. Nobody likes being that close to people for long periods of time, especially because you're saying this is your brother-in-law. So he doesn't know you that well. At least it was, like, not enough to be like, yeah, no, you're fine. Just lounge up your feet around me. Like, I feel like he was a little like, bro, that's... (laughs) It's a little gross. Can you put your feet down? <laughs> and I can understand that. So it's like, and then her sitting there being like, oh, they're not even touching him. They don't even smell that. It's like, I can hear both sides of it. In your world, it's not that big of a deal because your feet hurt. And you're like, oh my God, I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just sitting across. I'm not even touching you. It's not that big of a deal. But to him, it's making him comfortable. And he's like, bro, those are like, can you please put your dogs away? <laughs> like, I can understand both sides of it. I think it's funny because he's like the exact kind like I sh- straight up can hear this argument happening between like lily and anna because that's the kind that's the level of childish that's in it that it's just like dude just put your feet down they're not even touching you Mm -hmm. oh my god but i don't want your feet near like i can hear that argument in my head so i just think it's funny because i'm like yeah i i can understand both sides the the entirety of the comments are saying that they that op is the a-hole um just yeah the (laughs) i just i can understand it's it's we we don't exactly you know have our our feet out and about all day we have them in shoes all the time and i the biggest thing to me is oh well the fact that you know my feet didn't even stink it's like you don't know that because a lot of the times people don't realize that they stink until somebody else points it out so whether or not it's like oh man no that's a blatant lie it's like well (laughs) you may not be able to smell it Mm -hmm. we know that for a fact in this household that people don't smell their own stank so it's just i just thought i just think it's funny i don't think using words as strongly as a-hole really can be used for this i think you're just being bratty and you just are you know both y'all are tired after whatever you did that whole day and you he just wanted to be able to sit and you put your feet up and it just it just 
got that that right bit of like oh my god just stop and then you took the bait and y'all just argued for no reason <laughs> that's what i feel like the situation is and i just think it's funny i don't think either person was an a-hole i just think it was like y'all just need to chill because <laughs> at the end of the day it's just feet <laughs> and you guys are only in that car for who for how long like mm-hmm. i just yeah either way it can be said for both sides you're only in the car for how long you can put your feet down you're only in the car for how long you can deal with her feet being next to you so i don't think there's a clear like Ooh, <laughs> you're being an a-hole. It's just, yeah, that's that's my two cents on that. <laughs> okay, what's next? Um, this one is a is from True Off My Chest. Okay, because, and I did not finish this one because I started reading it and then I read the and then I stopped and I read the comments and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm not gonna read this one. It is titled "My Brother-in-Law Called Me the One Who Got Away in His Speech and My Husband Is Very Hurt and It Is My Fault." I don't know what to do. I think I have done serious damage to my marriage before it even began. I met my husband through his brother, who we'll call Chris, who I had a crush on in college. I never was clingy or never acted on my feelings, and I never really allowed myself to get close to him because I knew my feelings weren't reciprocated. Chris, however, uh, knew I had a crush on him, or at least he felt it. He would always say that I was girlfriend material and uh, and how he wouldn't want to lead me on. He wanted to have fun before that. He would say this to others, but e- but even and even once to me. On two occasions, he would text me that he had feelings for me, only to apologize later and retract his words. But on Christmas four years ago, he texted me that he was in love with me and wanted to take me out on a date. He said he was done playing around and wanted a relationship. He was invited to the New Year's Eve party that my then roommate ha- and I had. He told me he wanted to talk to me then. When he came to the party, he had his brother with him. Chris spent the party going out of the way to ignore me, and later I saw him making out with my roommate, and they spent the night in her room. I decided there and then that I will drop it. Enough is enough. Next morning, he told me that he effed up. I effed up big time, yeah? And he apologized. During the party, I got to know his brother, who was the opposite of him. He was shy and hated attention, and he was just the best, and soon after, he asked me on a date. We are married now. Our wedding was last Wednesday. I want to make two things clear. I never went beyond a crush on Chris, and only after I fell for my husband, and only after I fell for my husband that I understood what love was. He is everything to me, and I love him more than anything. I never told anyone about my crush when I met my husband, and I didn't tell him either. Chris wasn't happy I was seeing his brother, and he'd been cold toward me since, even when it got serious between my husband and I. Chris held a speech at our rehearsal dinner, and he basically outed everything and ended with how he regretted not asking me out sooner and how he will always regret it. It was very awkward afterwards, and nobody talked on our wedding day. Um, My husband did everything to act normal, and he made sure everything was as planned, but I could feel that he was hurt and angry. After the party, he asked me if I loved Chris and if I dated him for that reason. I started crying because it's absolutely not true. We started dating and became friends, and I made sure it was him I wanted um, before committing, and I never loved anyone like I love my husband. I told him all of this and more, and I apologized so much for not telling him everything. In the beginning, I thought it was my own private matter, and I didn't feel the need to discuss it with a then-stranger to me. When our relationship evolved, I just never thought Chris was relevant, and my crush seemed like a silly thing. Now it's back to bite me in the ass. My husband is very sad, and he barely talks to me. We're leaving for our honeymoon in two weeks. He barely speaks about it. The thing we both waited for uh, with so much anticipation and longing. I don't know what to do. I can't turn back time, so I literally just don't know what to do. Give him space. Look, he's trying to deal with it and deal with his own emotions on this and and to be, you know, 
I, God, I'm so mixed on this one because part of me is like, he just needs to get over it. But but he's trying to get over it mm-hmm. is what he's doing. He's he's being quiet. He's he's recessed into himself, which we're guys. We do this. Right. It's like that's that's part of what we we do. We we pull into ourselves to fix things. Look, I had what I thought was a piece of glass in my big toe for like two days. Before I finally, I couldn't find the damn thing, get rid of the damn thing, <laughs> called you in and said, I have a piece of glass in my toe. Will you please try to see if you can find it? And you're like, it's a hair. What? And pull it out. It was a hair. It was a dog hair. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're like, was that it? And I was like, yeah, holy crap. That was it. Thank you. <laughs> but I had to deal with it. And, and, you know, that was, that was just where it was. I had to be, get it dealt with. And so. Just, just give him the space. He's the good news is he he hasn't sat and come back and said anything negative to you. He knows that it's something he needs to get to grips with. It's it's hard being a guy not thinking that you're the first one, right? Or if if that's anywhere in your mind, and so just that level of insecurity and all of that that's in there. It's like, you know, I I get it what what he's trying to do, and I'm I'm just honestly grateful that he's trying to do it. So. Give it a little bit of time. You know, a cut doesn't heal right away. It stings for, for, for a few days. So l- let it sting a little bit. Go to your honeymoon. Enjoy your honeymoon. And I bet by the end of your honeymoon, I personally, I, I hope if, if your relationship's healthy, that you guys will be okay. Mm-hmm. So. I agree. I, you need to just give him some time. He's going to get over it. I think the fact that there's nobody that is saying anything about how that was inappropriate for Chris to say at their wedding <laughs> is what... I can't under I can't fathom how that's just like okay. Like how do you how do you write an entire speech for somebody else's wedding about being like, Yeah, no, she's the one that got away and I feel like that just seems yeah. like you're aching for some attention. Yeah. Because that's uh, that's unfair. It's unfair of you to speak about your emotions on their wedding day. Yeah, that is we, extremely we've, we've had selfish. This, we've had discussions with that before with different people who, you know, like we for example, there was one where, you know, the brother was uh, who set up to propose to his girlfriend at the guy's wedding, right? Mm-hmm. And the guy and his best friend, his best man, had a basically a yeah. woman set up. So that's like there. There's times where this isn't a, isn't appropriate, and your husband's just sitting here going, "Okay, he's not yelling at you." So that's a that's the first thing that says it's healthy, right? Mm-hmm. He's not yelling at you. He's he's yelling. He's internalizing. And he's yelling at this other guy, and just trying to get all this figured out, like. I can't imagine how I would have felt at, like, my wedding if, like, you know, one of the guys, whoever, my, my best man. Well, actually, one of my groomsmen had tried to make a move on Amy and was trying to do manipulative crap to, to get with Amy, and it failed. And I, you know, lulled the whole thing about it. But it's it's the same thing. You just got to look at that. But, but be happy that he, he hasn't knee-jerked. He's not yelling at you. He's not packing up everything. He's not canceling the honeymoon. So just just give him the time he needs. I think you guys will be fine. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, this one. <laughs> uh, this we'll start with this one. Uh, this one is a relationship advice. It is my twenty-five female boyfriend, twenty-nine, fe- uh, twenty-nine male, wouldn't marry me after eight years together, so I left. My ex-boyfriend, Rick, will call him, and I got together when I was 18. We've grown so much together as people, figured out our life plans together. We even planned to have children in the next couple of years. However, one of my boundaries was marriage before eight years. Why? Because if you don't want to marry someone after being together for that long, then why stay together at all? 
Rick and I have built a life together. He makes six figures in the tech industry and owns his own consultancy company. I own my own dropshipping business and work in marketing. Nice. Everything has been good, but despite being financially stable, emotionally developed people, Rick wouldn't marry me. I asked him for months if it was something he, I had done. He, did he find me unattractive now? He said no, just not yet. I reminded him of my boundary and he told me he was aware. Well, last month was my birthday. 25 and still not married. I made the tough decision of leaving after Rick tried to pretend that my birthday was a happy day and pretended to be confused on why I was upset. I've been in therapy, but is there anything else I can do to get over this man and how he strung me along for years and wasted some of, my, of the best years of my life? So, I think that this this is hard for me it's hard because i think that this is a very childish outlook on life to think oh, i'm 25 and i'm not married i'm a failure i feel like we've been working endlessly for the past 10 years trying to get past this mentality that once you know oh once i reach this age i can no longer have a life because it's not true anymore we're not you know we're we're far more advanced than that we're yeah. not living to recreate we we're we not, don't die at 36 yeah we're not sitting here worried and afraid that if we don't get a husband and do all these things that we're not going to be able to have a good life we're not sitting here worried about social status by any stretch of the imagination like it used to be like it's just i don't understand that mentality anymore i understand being frustrated and feeling like you know you don't have anything that you know it, i can understand being frustrated that you feel that way because if that's your mentality yes that can be extremely frustrating but i think your mentality needs to change i mm -hmm. think that thinking that despite it being like why does the relationship side of it need to end in marriage so badly to you what about that is right. the thing that is a make or break for you like i don't understand that why do you have to be married to him in order for it to you know be that he he loves you because marriage isn't exactly this, you know, nice little quick and easy thing. Like, it, it, you go through a lot. A lot changes in your life when you go to get married. So I just don't understand randomly deciding that you're going to get, you know, an entire relationship thrown down the drain because he won't marry you. It doesn't sound like he's against it. And it sounds like you have more trust issues in the fact that he doesn't want to yet for, you know, is what he thinks. It sounds like he had an idea but you're just not i don't know it just it just seems like you your mentality is just very young yeah you, and you're saying oh the best years of my life <laughs> Look, what I, I, 25 18 to 25 is not the best years of your life most people don't get to third until they're 35 to start realizing wow this is the best time of my life because you're just you're still so young i'm 22 and i still look at it as like yeah no i've got a lot of time ahead of me i gotta figure things out and I, I have to decide what i want to do but i still have more than enough time to decide that so it seems like you're the kind of person that you know especially knowing all the things you have that you know right after high school had to go to college no other options can't do anything else had to get your degree in something had to do these things had to get a good job mm -hmm. have to settle down like that's what you sound like and it's really not that serious. <laughs> yeah. It's not. Why are you in such a rush? For what? If you enjoy your time with him and you guys had a good, strong, healthy relationship for this long, why does it matter that he that you guys don't have a piece of paper telling you that, you know, you guys are, are bound by law? Uh, it's just. And, and let, <sighs> let me let me let me say something. And Amy and I have talked about this. Like Amy's last name isn't the same as my last name. Right. Mm -hmm. um, also, just for the record, if I could go back in time, I wouldn't marry Amy. I, I wouldn't. It, now, I'm not saying I wouldn't be with Amy. I'm saying I wouldn't have. I didn't need a piece of paper. I didn't need a ceremony. I didn't need anything along those lines. 
and there have been so many benefits to her having a different last name than me that it's just immeasurable right and not being married i would have been fine with that it's like because i don't need a government piece of paper that says oh well now we're gonna do this and now you know all these different things are gonna attach to you guys like i didn't need any of that crap so you know if, if you guys are together and you're together for years and your relationship is solid but you are going to ruin it because you don't have one little document that you're looking for i don't know you, you might want to rethink your priorities you know mm-hmm. so that's all so that's that one um this one is titled it's an am i the a-hole but it's a would i be the a-hole um, okay is would I be the a-hole if I go on vacation instead of my brother's wedding? I did not read this one. I thought that title was good enough, <laughs> and I have not read it. Um, okay. So my brother Tom, 36 male, and I, 26 female, have never had a really solid relationship due to our age gap. We didn't spend much time um, together, and by the time I was old enough to develop a personality, he was moved out of the house. For the last two years, my brother and his fiance Sarah, 32 female, have been planning their wedding. And it's coming up in September. I was asked to be a bridesmaid. I figured I was only asked as a courtesy since I'm soon I'm her soon-to-be sister-in-law, but I still took it seriously. I've been a bridesmaid for the last two years. Just a few weeks ago, I managed to save up and, uh, to buy the $800 bridesmaid dress. Ooh. Over all the last two years, between group outings to parties, dinners, lunches, clothes, etc., I spent thousands of dollars. Eventually, all the girls in the wedding and I became extremely close, and I started to get hyped for the wedding. Sarah recently got close with her brother's uh, wife, Becky, uh, 30 female. Last week, she dropped the ball on me that she no longer wants me to be a bridesmaid and she would prefer if Becky would take my place. Okay. It broke my heart a little, but it's her wedding and it's not my place to tell her how to run it, so I said it was fine. Yesterday, I went to my brother's house to pick up the bridesmaid's dress and was going to see if I could return it since it was within the time frame. Sarah was completely appalled and said that Becky was going to wear it since she and I are the same size. I said that would be fine, but they would have to pay me the 800 for it. Sarah said that Becky couldn't afford and I should just be nice and let her use it and said that I could keep it after the wedding. I explained that I'm not just giving away the dress and I'm not ever going to use it after the wedding. After some bickering back and forth, I just ended up taking it and leaving. My brother and Sarah tried to compromise with me and say I could be the assistant flower girl and I felt offended by that offer. Uh, after I said no, they then said that Becky could give me 250 bucks for it. Again, no, and I returned the dress and got a full refund. I told them I understand it's their wedding and they are being extremely disrespectful to me and I don't need, uh, but they are being dis- disrespectful to me and I don't need to deal with it and I'm not going to, to the wedding. Today my coworker says she has an extra round trip plane ticket to go to Miami that she'll sell to me for half the price, plus I would have to pay for the hotel and I can hang out with uh with her in florida the only downside is that i'll be in florida for the week of my brother's wedding so will i be the a-hole if i go to the party in miami instead of going to my brother's wedding huh yes but you should anyways yeah that's what i was thinking by definition yes yes yeah you will but you should anyways because look you had a role you saved up you were going to make it happen they they not only took you out of that role but then we're basically telling you to donate yeah. That money for it. And then, you know, no, no don't don't go there. There's no reason to go. Look, I, I've had weddings I didn't go to for, you know, kind of similar reasons. And I've had, you know, people who didn't show up at my wedding. And it's like, no, there, there's just just don't just, you know, understand that you, you do have to also know that when it comes time for you to walk down that aisle, don't bother inviting him, mm-hmm. you know, because guarantee they're going to say no. You know, that's that's just that's where it is so just just get that that's going to be the thing 
So if you go, you know, just know that <laughs> there's good, this isn't over. There's repercussions one way or the other. So, you know, just decide how much important it is for you that they show up at your wedding type situation and then make the decision that way. And if it, it's not, then yeah, go enjoy your vacation. Enjoy being the a-hole. All good. Yep. Okay. Uh, this next one. Um, this one I thought was funny because I wanted to hear what you would say about it. Okay. Um, for the first time in our 24 years of dating and marriage, it will be just us and the house for the next three days. We're <sighs> not sure what to do with ourselves. My wife was a teen mother, and that child was already three years old when I met my wife. Uh, that child was six when we started living together. By the time that child was 10, we had her younger brother. Then we had her younger sister a few years later. Now our oldest has moved out, and our two youngest are going to their first sleepaway camp this evening. Nice. It's just for two nights. The t only time my wife and I were ever alone at night was on our wedding night, and that was in a hotel, and we were exhausted. We had just wanted to sleep. My stepdaughter came with us on our honeymoon. It was more like a family outing. So for the next two nights and half the day, all, half of uh, the day today, all of tomorrow, and half of the day on Friday, my wife and I get to see what it will be like in 10 years when we're empty nesters. We will be just us for the first time ever. We aren't really sure what to do, so we would like to take some suggestions. Walk around the house buck-ass naked. Cook <laughs> naked. Do everything you can naked around that house if you guys are horn dogs and there's rooms that you haven't had you know sex use yet, protection so that that it. little bit like, of time like yeah don't don't doesn't get messed don't up don't screw up your empty look your empty nesting like my daughters are 14 and about to be 13 and uh you know and my oldest is 17 she's gonna be out next year i, I don't want to screw up and then have no gaps <laughs> like if kiki and i are together in I don't know, 10 years when these two, you know, are are not here. I I don't want to have that gap be the, oh, no, we kind of went and had more kids <laughs> type situation. But but seriously, do whatever. Do it naked. Do it as much as you can for two and a half days. <laughs> seriously. I, I, people who don't get because we live in a society where we're so hung up on clothing, right? Where we're so hung up on proper dress. I mean, look, psh, kids gone, buck ass naked, run around the house. Right. It's like uh, just if my if my daughters are gone and I haven't and I haven't had that time. Nope. Their room is not off limits. There is nothing off limits. They can come home and go. Why does it smell weird? Don't ask. You know, that's it. <laughs> Every, everywhere is on limits. Everywhere what? is Absolutely fair game. Not. So nope. Fair game everywhere. Don't care. Just saying. Enjoy yourself. Do whatever you want. Do it for two and a half days. That That's it. Order the foods. The big thing I'll say is this. Look, if, if you want to get out of that silly side of things. Order the foods that you and your wife like that your kids don't. Or that you get to eat that you don't have to share with them. Movies that you'd watch that you won't watch with the kids because the kids don't like or whatever. Do whatever you want to do how you want to do it. Just do it. So, that okay, that's me. Go ahead. <laughs> that's <laughs> I, that's same, same kind of thing just without the, I don't know, kids' rooms are off limits to me. But, yeah, just be, be, be naked. Have you a good old that. time. No, be naked. Have a good old mm -hmm. time. Uh, do everything that you wouldn't do if your kids were there because 
you, that's pretty much it. Just think about it. Even if you guys have to sit there and make a little, you know, 24 hour bucket list kind of thing to have fun with it, then do that. Sure. Go somewhere that fancy that you can't take your kids to. Go, you know, do whatever. If you're, you know, you never really go to the theaters and you want to go see a specific movie, go to those theaters. Have a fancy night out. Or don't and stay home and just exist in the house with the silence of it all because that's the biggest thing that's always so funny. Anytime everybody leaves and it's just the adults in the house, it is so silent and it is so it's one of those things that's always great for about three days and then we don't like it but you mm-hmm. don't have that long you have a couple of days so yep. just enjoy that couple of days with the silence and you know be able to to sit there and make plans and, and joke and make you know have a good time without somebody else there because yeah it's yeah i it's amazing and uh, honestly i commend you guys for being able to be okay that long with never having alone time i could not imagine that you yeah, obviously so. have enough alone time to have uh, more kids but yeah <laughs> well, yeah but never th- never yeah. enough to actually exist just with each other that's like that's crazy but anyways fair so yeah that's that's how i feel um we're gonna do this one and then we're gonna do the one that that i saved for last Okay. This one is a relationship advice. It is titled, My wealthy partner, 33 male, keeps going on vacations with his female friends without me, 28 female, and says that I'm spoiled for being uncomfortable. Another one that I haven't read because that title was so, like, what? <laughs> right off the bat, okay. I want to tell you he's cheating on you. Why are you still with him? Like, right. that's my original thing. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. My partner of four years, uh, his father, was very wealthy, consequently making his entire fi- family financially well-off and privileged. However, his father had a very patriarchal view, and as a result, my partner, who is the only son, was literally given free range of his father's finances and the tremendous benefits that come with it, while his mother and seven younger sisters were completely excluded. Surprisingly, he's well aware of this dynamic and doesn't care because it, quote-unquote, worked well for his family. I see a lot of potential in my career, and I know deep down he's an amazing person who has the capacity for good. He's just been brainwashed by his father's toxic views. Obviously, it's not going to be easy to break, but since his father's death last year, he has made a lot of progress, and it's another motivating factor to stay with him. Though I must admit, all of this motivation is on the verge of being shattered recently, and I'll explain why. Basically, due to my partner's wealth, he gets a lot of attention from the opposite sex since he likes to flash it another thing uh, since he likes to flash it, another thing I've been working on. He has acquired a group of four women, ages 27, 24, 22, and 21, who he claims are purely friends since he grew up around seven sisters and just naturally gravitates towards female energy. If he didn't have seven sisters, I wouldn't have half believed him to begin with, but since he grew up with a total of eight women in his house, mom and seven sisters, I did. Last year, we all went on a vacation together, and I was uncomfortable the entire time. He then complained that I ruined the mood and said that he wouldn't take them on vacations with me. Great, I thought. What this actually meant was that he started going on vacation with them and excluded me from going. He says he'll make it up to me by taking me places I really want to go with just him and I, but until then, I need to trust his character while he goes on vacation with his friends. A lot of words in that were in quotes. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, they all got back from their second vacation this year on Sunday, which was July 2nd, and I couldn't withstand it any further. I explained to him in tears that these vacations make me incredibly anxious and I don't feel comfortable with them. He became upset and told me that I was acting spoiled and he's disappointed in me for not being able to trust him. I do trust him. I just know things can, things can happen. Ever since our conversation, he's refusing to talk to me, and he must be telling his friends about our conversation because two of them have texted me, calling me names, and telling me how much of a leech I am. This is quickly getting out of hand. What do I need to do to get the situation under control? Corley, why are you even with him? There, yeah, seriously. What? 
I could not imagine this much dedication to somebody. I mean, you know, kudos to you, but put that dedication towards somebody that actually cares about you. Mm-hmm. Because what the heck, dude? What? <laughs> he is literally going out and cheating on you and coming home because he knows you're not going to leave. That's exactly what it is. You have created a stable enough environment. You are being his mother. What do you mean you're working on his character? What do yep. you mean that, oh, we're breaking the habit? No, that's not your responsibility. Yeah. He's a grown-ass man. And I don't care. I don't. You girl, get out of that. I don't know what delusions you've got running so through this, your head. This is what I said. This is, this, you don't trust me? No, I wouldn't trust anybody. I wouldn't trust anybody in that situation. Come on, you, you're going to tell me that two people are going to go out on a vacation and are going to be sleeping out together and spending the time together, and th- you know they're you know obviously you know there's a level of attraction and everything there, and they're just going to be platonic. Look. I wouldn't trust me with somebody I'm not physically attracted to and wouldn't want to go on that vacation in the first place. So why why is this a thing, mm-hmm. right? Like, we're not talking about, like, hey, he wants to go out with one of his guy friends and they're going to go out and go fishing and they're, or they're going to go, you know, uh, do the kayaking down the, the Mississippi River, you know, type thing, which, Chet, I'd love to go sometime. Let me know when. Um, you know, and, uh, yeah, he listens to us while he's, uh, going down the Mississippi River, so, but, uh, but you know, I like I wouldn't like. We're talking about he's going out with these younger females mm-hmm. that you ob- you know, and and you're not going, and w- why, 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 why is that okay? In what world is that okay? If I sat there, like for any of you, if I said that, I was going to go on a vacation, and I'm going to just go on this vacation with somebody apart from any of you, and. Knowing that I'm me, I would still say don't trust me. You know, I would I wouldn't trust me. I like I be like there's no thing in that that just sounds like it should be a thing. You know, so mm, no. All right, Psh, idiot. So moving on to the happy little. <sighs> I saved this one for last. Yeah, it's not even like super long or anything. I just really I really just enjoyed <laughs> this story. It is from our slash entitled parents. And it's titled, You've Set Off Enough of Them. Time for LaDondre to have a turn. First of all, LaDondre is the name of this person. Okay. Um, Every year, I host a neighborhood party for the 4th of July. Everyone is welcome, unless they decide to be an asshole. I live in a pretty poor area. I'm the only one with a pool, and I bought the property next door and knocked the house down, so I have a double-sized plot. I'm not saying any of this to brag, just explaining background information. Plenty of room to party. The party went pretty well. People started showing up around 1 p.m. We played in the pool. We chased my dogs around the yard. We ate some barbecue, and we had some beers. The teenagers went to take a walk, which means smoke some pot, right before sunset. Mm -hmm. So it was just adults and small children around when I started my fireworks show. Every year, I spend around $2,000 to $3,000 on fireworks. I only set them off between 9 p.m. and 11 p.m. on the 4th. I'm not one of those crazy people setting off fireworks for a week before or after the holiday. One rule I have is that I am the only person who was allowed to light fireworks on my land. If anyone is getting rushed to the ER, missing some fingers, it's not going to be one of my guests. It's going to be me. So I set off my first three rounds of mortars, 28 total fireworks. And as I'm getting set up for the fourth round, which is 22 fireworks, a woman who I have never met approaches me. She's apparently my fourth neighbor to the West sister, but I had no idea who she was at the time. Her. My daughter is really enjoying the show, but she wants to light one instead of just watching. Me. Sorry, I don't let anyone light fireworks on my property, but me. This isn't exactly safe, and I don't want to get sued. Oh, sugar, it's okay. She'll be fine. Look how sad she is. At this moment, she points at a smiling girl who is clearly no older than seven. 
I'm sorry, but even if she were 21, I wouldn't let her do it. There's no way I'm letting a child risk their fingers. You just want to hog all the fun for yourself. You've set up enough of them. Time for LaDondre to have a turn. Stop being selfish. Ma'am, you and your daughter have been enjoying my food, my pool, and my yard for the past eight hours for free, and you're calling me selfish because I care about your child's safety. But she wants to light one. That's not going to happen, and if you continue to, pr to push the issue, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Now, kindly step back so that I can continue the show. We've been arguing this whole time, and people want to see fireworks, not arguments. Just sit back and enjoy the holiday. At that point, she went over to her daughter, grabbed her by the arm, and went back to her brother's house. I feel bad for the kid. She missed the rest of the show, and she missed the homemade ice cream cake I bring out at the end of the party. Her brother and his kids stayed at the party and had a great time. I hope the little girl was at least able to watch the show from the window or from their yard or something. What a self-entitled... Mm. Right? What? How do you... What? So, the smiling kid, you wanted the smiling... The seven... The mm -hmm. uh, looking around seven-year-old wanted to light a firework, and he got told no, and you're mad, so mad that you left. Right. It just... just You know what? And, oh, okay. And, and I've had... The, I, uh, so... Uh, so I used to have, and, and we, we talked about this when I lived in the city, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that one of my friends had given me, and it was one of my rich friends, and he didn't have a use for it anymore. And so he offered it to me. It was this really nice kite, okay? Mm -hmm. And we talked about this kite before. It was really, really, really nice big kite. Like, it, in a really solid gust of wind, it could yank you if you don't know what to do, right? Mm -hmm. it's, there's what's called uh, seating. So like. As soon as you see this wind coming, set laying yourself back so that you sit down so that you don't get yoinked up. And I'm having a blast with this kite. Like, this is probably my third time out with it, I think. And, and I pretty much determined at that point, okay, I'm definitely not one of those people that's going to be a professional kite flyer for my life type thing. Mm -hmm. But I'm having fun, right? And I had this very entitled woman and her very... I... Uh, Okay, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, what was the girl's name? The the one of the squirrel, that girl. The one I don't. You know I who I'm talking know. about? The like I, it's been so okay. long. I know that Violet is the one that turns purple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and turns to a big old blueberry. Gosh, That's it. it. What is her I name? I know the one. Is it the same name as the one from the musical? Yeah. Oh yeah. Is it Veruca? Yes, Veruca okay. Salt. Okay. Okay. Because yes. I was like, I can hear okay. the song in my head yes. in the musical if it's the same name. This girl saw my kite, saw me flying my kite, enjoying my kite. My kite was awesome. I was having a good old time with it. She wanted to come out. She wanted to fly my kite, right? And I sat there and I was like, you can't fly my kite. I'm sorry. No. And I was like, I just, just no. Just, and I would have been more polite about it had she not come up to me the way she had come up to me. And then her mom came up to me. Out, like She went over to her mom and her mom came up to me. She goes, why can't my daughter fly your kite? Because it's my kite. Now leave me alone. It's literally, it was, I was like, I don't have to give it. Yeah, I'm like, it's my kite. Leave me alone. And like, she's like, I'll give you a hundred dollars if you let my daughter fly your kite. No. Like now, I'm just, I'm ticked. Don't get me wrong. Inside, I was like, God, I really could use a hundred bucks because <laughs> I was poor. But I was like, no. I'm like, this is my kite. This requires training. Your daughter doesn't have the training for it. It's windy. My kite could literally kill her because there's a metal barrier that's in front. Before you go into the bay, right? Mm -hmm. And if you get dragged into that thing headlong, 
you're gonna get hurt, right? Most you're gonna let go of the kite beforehand, but I don't care. I don't want this little this this little self entitled crud. Like, oh my god, my broke ass was running into actual rich people who thought they were gonna you know tell me what to do, and then she tried to grab it from me, right? And I tripped this lady's feet right out from under her, and that was it. Did not care. She went. She called the cops. The police came out. I never stopped flying that kite. Ever. Not once, right? Mm-hmm. And said, I'm back here every day. Blah, blah, blah. Police came out and they're like, you know, did you trip her? I'm like, I'm flying my kite. She got in my way and and basically bombarded me. And it was either bump into her and she fell over or I lose control. I'm like, and I fall over. And I wasn't about to lose control. She came up in my space. I didn't come to hers. And the police were like, ma'am, sorry. Nothing that can be done about it. Blah, 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 blah. And it was like, but... Your your kid was this lady's kid was fine, and she ruined it for the kid. Mm-hmm. Like, and that kid's never gonna know why. It's like, you know, it's like wow, you know. I guarantee you, this is gonna be one of those moms that, like, a couple of days later, what happened? You know, well, he was just really rude and kicked us out. Yeah, you know, she's gonna say that, and so this kid's gonna grow up hating this guy for no reason whatsoever. So, wow, that's just. <sighs> With that said. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find everything in our link tree at the bottom. We'll see you tomorrow morning. And uh, until then, peace out with your peace out. Bye. What did Sweet Veruca say? Right. That was in my head. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God.